now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Hi, and welcome to the Week 11 Recap, Week 12 Preview of the Butter and Bacon Fantasy Football League. I am your Commissioner, Dean, as always, joined by... I'm going to be co-commissioner title this week, Paul. <sighs> okay, I accept. All right, how you doing, Paul? Uh, doing well. I am uh, looking forward to uh, not being able to watch the three games that are on Thanksgiving Day, because I'll be at my <laughs> in-laws. Watch. No, no, they, 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 don't, they don't stress football. I might watch on my app. I gotta watch. Oh, there's some good matchups too. There are some great matchups, and for really once, are. for once, Dallas and Detroit are both good. Right, they're actually actual relevant games at right. twelve thirty and four thirty. Right. I like the half hour early too. I like the twelve thirty start. I do as well. It probably doesn't sit as well with our friends on the West Coast, but that's a good point. I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> I don't care. Well, before we look ahead to week twelve, let's take a peek at what happened in week eleven mm-hmm. and. Uh, well, I hope I didn't leave any bruises with my 132.6 to 91.9 beatdown of your Marauders. Uh, no bruises. We knew it was going to happen. The, the, app, <laughs> the app knew it was going to happen. They predicted a 37.2 margin of victory, and you basically hit that. Um, yeah. Uh, we said that Tyrod would have a high floor. Yeah, he actually had a touchdown called back due to penalty, so that didn't help. Uh, Riddick would outscore um, Johnson. No. Nope. No. Nope. Um, we said, we said that Tyler Eifert would torch the Bills D and get 30 points. That was your prediction. Um, he, he, no, <laughs> oddly no, enough, nothing. uh, you had a touchdown called back due to penalty. LeGarrette Blunt had like a 60 yard touchdown run that was called back yeah, due to penalty. That hurt you. Um, said the Bills D would do double digit points and score better than your D. Um, I don't know how it's possible in the scoring. For the point differential and two interceptions, and the two defenses scored the same. Yeah, it's weird. They both come up with eight. Now, Arizona had a fumble recovery and a block. Okay, but the Bills had two interceptions and and gave up 20 less points. Uh, Let's see. So we had a fumble recovered, a block kick, a sack, and a forced fumble. So those were all positive points. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they allowed under 300 yards. Maybe that's what it is. So Buffalo had the seven to thirteen points allowed, two picks, which are worth four points total, and the sack. See, so, maybe that's what it is. How can a, yeah. how can an interception only be worth two points? Let's make it worth three next year. Mm. Anyway, it was uh, not close and predicted not to be, but right. a game that was close, and I believe, uh, and I did not research this, but I, he, he said this morning that all of his losses are worth five point <laughs> one points or less. Yes. Which is just brutal, but the tap room lose again. I couldn't believe it. I know. 138-7 to 133-6, and that's no knock on the badass. They got a good team. No, the badass uh, is a good team. Tap room is a good team. But, yeah, I mean, they lose the close game. They are losing in New York Giants 2015 fashion. Um, they cannot close They're the close Chargers, out. apparently. We thought they were the Patriots. They're really the Chargers. Yeah, it's turning, <laughs> they're turning into the Chargers. Um, we said that Flacco would be a great bi-week replacement. Um, we said that, uh, 18-1, that's not bad. I mean, he doubled up Roethlisberger. Yeah. Um, facing a subpar D, so doing well. Amari Cooper had a game last night. We were recording this on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I watched him play. He, I, I haven't seen him play that well, um, this season. Not, not to say. That saying, movie he had on the touchdown catch was fantastic. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. So there's that. Um, you predicted Des Bryant would be the third best wideout. How'd you do on nope, that one? 
finally stepped up and decided to play like a wide receiver one this year. The two touchdowns were huge. Yeah, they were big. 26 and, points. I think he led the game in scoring. And key. I mean, they, they were they were key touchdowns. That was a really hard-fought game. Um, and I opine that the Packers' D will have trouble with Washington's offense. Yeah. I think so. Oh. Pack, I'm uh, not sure the Packers even have what you can call a D anymore. No. Nah. Uh, they, of they, course, they, Kelly they, was uh, on the taproom's bench with 33-7, part uh, of that Washington offense. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. We, 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 we told you. Um, we both <laughs> we both picked the taproom to win, however. All right, moving on. Another close game, Radical Islam, 101-7, the Donalds, 97-2. Yeah, uh, we kind of we, we opined it was tough to choose between Dalton or Carr. Um, you predicted that they would go with Mr. Carr. They did. So good for you. Good call. <laughs> you <laughs> he said that. Dalton by 10, and that was uh, certainly the margin of victory. Yeah, that was the right call. Dalton really hurt by his two interceptions. Um, so the bell would go berserk and be the high score. Yep. That was an easy one, though. Oh, I mean, come on. Uh, Breeze and Bell would combine to be the two top scorers. I said that Bell would get 200, 200 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know why I'm really stuck on people getting three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy to do, but I mean, uh, 146 and a touchdown plus is receiving 36-1. I mean, that, that's a mammoth game. Yeah, I mean, that's a great game. Um, AJ Green going out on the third play uh, for the Bengals really hurt, really hurt. Um, he's going to be well. He's a torn, torn hammy. Yeah, torn hammy. He's going to be out for the season. He might not be the same next season. That's a huge, huge injury. Um, and Randall Cobb gets healthy against the Washington defense. Yeah. He had one big play there, so he finished three for 84, got the double digits. You know, anytime a guy's in double digits, it's, it's an okay day. Yeah, but three but yeah, three is not what I was thinking when I thought yeah, of get healthy. Right. Um, I picked the Islam. You picked the Donald. Good job. Yeah. T- Tucker's luck, sound victory, 121-5 over <laughs> the Fran Dogs, 75-3. The Fran Dogs should change their name to the Fran Buys. Yeah, got to sub those guys in. Um, said Antonio Brown will be Russell Wilson with the top scorers. Uh, Russell Wilson had a great game. Again. Very good game. Um, and Frank Gore is good off the bench. Very good. Yeah. Shipped in 16 points. That's that's a nice uh, bench filling. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, we both picked Tucker's luck to win. Fran Dogs just had too many guys on the bye. Could have used Devontae Parker's 22 off the bench. Would have. The Monkey. A solid 10-point win, 99-8 to 89-8 over the Alligators. Yeah, uh, I dubbed this in my notes, the bye week strikes back. <laughs> um, you predicted that Hopkins would get shut out. How'd you do? Close. <laughs> Five for 58. Although I tell you, I I still don't think his foot went out of bounds. No. He had a, he had a nice play right down the sideline, and it probably would have been about a 45, 50-yard touchdown, and they called him for stepping out of bounds. I sent you a picture with his foot you out of did. bounds. You did. I, I still see green between the foot and the sideline. Yeah, you're seeing something. Um, Rogers, <laughs> Rogers would have a monster matchup. Yep, mm-hmm. thirty-four points. He, I'm telling you, the worse that Green Bay defense does, the better Aaron Rodgers will do. Um, Jarvis Landry and Delaney Walker would have big games. Uh, Walker got banged up, got pulled out of that game a yeah. little bit. And, uh, Landry was solid, but you know, twenty-eight yards isn't going to cut it for a big game. Well, that and touchdown. Landry was Same. hurt by the fact that the Dolphins' offense was basically negated for fifty-eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we both picked uh, the monkey to lose, so we lost. All right, Snuggly Ducklings, one seventeen, make it pink, ninety-four and a half. We actually had point totals here: thirty for Mariota. How we do? 25-4, not too shabby. Not bad. Cam, 30. Mm, half that. Mm. Murray, 20-25. to 
Mm, 17. Uh, no. Ingram. Meh. Ten and a half. Definition of meh. <laughs> that is a definition of meh. <laughs> and then there's Ezekiel Elliott. The Zeke. 16-7. It's not a great game. Uh, it's solid. Uh, when, when it's one of your superstars, you expect a little bit bigger than that, but... Against a tough Baltimore defense, that's pretty good. Yeah, Baltimore going into that game is the number one defense in the league. Um, so, you know, the fact that he got to double digits, I think, against them says a lot. Uh, you picked the pink. I went with the Ducklings. Mm, pink, speaking of number one defenses, though, did you see the defenses this week in fantasy? No. And this is one of them. Pittsburgh put up 24. Ooh. A lot of yeah, turnovers. Some... I th- you, know what? you know what? I think there's a reason for that. The amount of mixed extra points. Yeah, well, Minnesota put up 23, Detroit put up 21. I mean, there were some huge performances on defenses. Yeah. And uh, that really made the difference here for the Ducklings. Yeah, they really did. And the fact that uh, Make It Pink left a Benjamin on a bye in the lineup. Those those bye week players are killing some people. Yeah, yeah, and it's making a difference. Um, yeah, so. Last, last game of the week, the Cruisers. Another close game, three-and-a-half-point victory, 122.6 to 119.1 over the Oil Rigs. Yeah, I have in my notes immediately, first thing. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, bye week, strike again. Um, Brady against San Fran. I mean, you know, I thought he'd be bigger. Four touchdowns? <laughs> you, can't, you can't complain with 34 points, no. but I mean, he only threw for 280. Yeah, he w- he was kind of held in check. They really, um, you know, they, they concentrated on the run um, at the very least in the first half. Like, as noted in our game when LeGarrette Blunt had a, like, 60-something touchdown called back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they kind of focused on that. Uh, uh, Gurley would score more than his no that's not what we said i'm gonna edit that we we were wondering where Gurley's 17.2 came from we said it was overstated what was his final he's put up 13.6 exactly still has yet to pass pass 85 yards in a game this season exactly um you said the rigs would have an easy victory I thought they would. Uh, cruisers really came through, and it wasn't on the strength of guys like Beckham Jr. and Olsen, but you know, Garcon comes off the bench, and again, that Green Bay defense giving him 27 points. Yeah, there's that, and uh, I picked the Cruisers, and this is where the cleat foot came out. Now, I really hope Amy's not here, because that was just distracting as hell last week. Well, I mean, I do oh. have the right to be here. Why? Ugh. I do want to thank you for, for Cleat Foot, because that's a great hashtag. Hashtag Cleat Foot will never die. Ever. Amy, what did you think of the Bullets' offense? I mean, they, they really took it to the Packers the this Bullets? week. The Bullets? Yeah, Washington Bullets put up 42 points on the Packers. Crowder scored 21 on the bench for the Riggs. I mean, that, that, was, that was a big offensive game. They're the Wizards now. We covered this last week. <laughs> They're trying to get away from that reputation of being a... A, a city rife with violence. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So, all right. You know. All right. So, Paulie, that is a recap of last week. Let's recap our Wait, standings, and then yes. I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take a peek at the. No, you have to cover standings. something else. What I missed? The correction from last week. Oh, good call. Um, so, before we jump into our week twelve look, let's take a look back to week ten. Yes. And we don't normally go backwards, but. No, we, we keep moving. Take, we keep moving forward, Dean. We like to keep moving forward, but we have to take a peek backwards because we recorded last Wednesday, and later that day, the Scots Cruisers inexplicably pulled off a victory. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the plane. <laughs> so uh, 
They uh, took a look at the tape, and apparently, I don't know exactly what the change was, but something in the Houston defense changed, and he ticked up a point. And so what was a 107.6 to 107.4 taproom victory is now a 108.4 to (laughs) 107.6 taproom loss. And that's how they got (laughs) those losses. It's amazing. Brutal. So yeah, good. Yeah, need need to look back on that. Um, that is an ESPN.com fantasy football thing. Right. Uh, they will do any stat corrections up through the given week, so they can actually change right up through Saturday. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's very common. A lot of people probably don't even realize it because it doesn't normally affect a game. Uh, but when we're having the games we've been having lately with these really close scores, something like that can change the balance. So right, and that actually made our prediction correct. So instead of both being four, uh, three, and four. We were both four and three from last week, but it doesn't matter. You were still plus five heading into this past week. I was plus five. You were plus five. Your predictions this week, you were two and five. Ouch. My predictions this week, I was four and three. So I have closed. You are now three games up on me. All right. Well, I will pick first again in week 12. But before we get there, let's take a quick look at the standings because that stat correction now puts Scott's Cruisers in first place in the pound division. Yeah, that's big. Sitting very healthy at nine and two, uh, the Metroville Heroes and Dapper Donalds are both eight and three, one game back in the division and uh, tied for second place. And moving down the rest of the division, still in the playoff picture, the Alligators and Make It Pink are both sitting at five and six. Project Badass, I not mathematically eliminated, but it'd be really tough to get in at four and seven. And the Fran Dogs are two and nine. In the Slice Division, Radical Islam with a two-game lead now, eight and three. Uh, as of today in the playoffs would be the tap room at six and five, a very hard luck six and five, uh, and the oil rigs also six and five and on the brink with a chance to make it in still Tucker's luck, five and six, the snuggly ducklings, five and six, the monkey sitting at four and seven and Polly, your music marauders are two and nine. And they're just marauded. Um, if the playoffs were to start today, currently Scott's cruisers would get a first round by as would totally radical Islam. The Shoreline Taproom, the fifth seed, would play the Dapper Donalds' fourth seed. The Norwegian Oil Rig, sixth seed, would play the Metro for Heroes' third seed. Scott's Cruisers with the number one overall. Yep. So uh, we got two games left in the regular season. We are playing a 13-week regular season, and then there will be a single elimination throughout the playoffs in weeks 14, 15, and 16. And like all good fantasy leagues, we ignore week 17. Yeah, as you should. Anybody <laughs> that has a week 17 championship should just never play in their league again. Yeah. I'm not even going to dispute that. I normally wouldn't go personal opinion on this stuff, but man, we no, can never be used for fantasy league purposes. Never. Maybe just drinking games. All right, week 12. I'm going to start in the order of my app, which brings up my team first, uh, Metroville Heroes, taking on Tucker's Luck. And uh, this is going to be a really good game, as they often are when you have two high-scoring teams. And right away, the quarterback situation is not good for me. Uh, Andrew Luck got whacked last week, and unfortunately for him, uh, the turnaround time is quick because they play on Thursday. Yeah. He is in concussion protocol as we speak here on Tuesday. Uh, I don't think he's going to play on Thursday. Uh, no. Didn't sound good. I don't think they have a, a lot of motivation to really get him out there and risk anything further, and it's really out of their hands at this point once you go into concussion protocol. Yeah, they've been very, very careful, and I actually applaud the league for this. Um, they've been very careful with the concussion protocol. I think the soonest I've seen anybody come out of it has been five days, so they're able to right. get that kind of Saturday walkthrough um, You know, if they played on Monday night. And it, again, it, it's for player safety. If somebody gets his bell rung, you don't want them going right back in because after you get the first concussion, they come easier. 
So they really want to evaluate players and make sure that they're healed up if they have a true concussion. Right. So with that in mind, I have Tannehill in there right now. Um, much like we've talked about with bye weeks, though, you just cross your fingers and hope that your backup quarterback has the right matchup on a bye week. And Tannehill's taking on San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I've, peaked, I've peaked at the waiver wire already, and I'm not sure I'm going to sub him in. No. I think I might actually go with Tannehill. Uh, he is not going to score up as, as much as Wilson's going to. I like that Wilson matchup at Tampa, even on the road. I think he's going to put up a healthy amount of points. Uh, where I'll make it up a little bit is in that same Seattle-Tampa game, uh, Mike Evans, who seems to be matchup proof, but I don't think he's going to have as big a game as he normally does taking on Richard Sherman in that Seahawks defense. Nope. Uh, but the matchup that I like for me is actually uh, at the running back position with Johnson and Arizona at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's defense has actually gotten a little bit better the last few weeks, but they are still giving up yards and droves, and, and I think Johnson's going to have a big game. Um, Antonio Brown, however, is taking on that excuse for a cold secondary. <laughs> and the only thing I can hope for is that Bell runs the heck out of the ball, and they don't have to throw as much. <laughs> I think Pittsburgh's going to win healthy, a uh, healthy margin there, maybe by 20 points or more. And uh, that doesn't fare well for me. Uh, peeking down the rest of the lineup, um, overall, you know, I think we're, we're pretty close at tight end. Witten just continues to produce. Eifert, I still think, is a, a top-end tight end for Cincy. Uh, his defense, Seattle, taking on that Tampa offense, is probably in better spot than my Arizona defense taking on the number one, or used to be the number one offense in Atlanta. They're probably still high up there. So while I think I've picked myself every single week this year, I'm not doing so this week. Uh, the website says I'm going to win by five. I don't see it. I'm going to go with Tucker's luck. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I'm looking at the lineups, and no joke, half of Tucker's luck lineup plays on Thursday. So you're going to know exactly what your team needs to do because he's got Frank Gore, he's got Antonio Brown, he's got Golden Tate, and he's got Adam Vinatieri all playing on Thursday. Um, wow. Where I, I think the difference for you, honestly – is going to be, I think, Tyler Eifert has a back bounce-back game against Baltimore, especially with A.J. AJ Green out for Cincinnati. He's going to have to become much more involved in the passing attack. Um, he's going to be that outlet pass in the middle. Baltimore is a great defense, but Tyler Eifert is one of those tight ends that just makes the catches. Um, I do agree with you on Evans on your team. That's going to be a tough uh, row to hoe. And uh, it might come down to Jordy Nelson against that Philadelphia secondary. Philadelphia has been Jekyll and Hyde, um, you know, really with how they've played all season. But I'm going to pick you to win. Um, And it comes down to Nelson playing in Philadelphia. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that Philadelphia is moving back a little bit. They've got Joel Embiid. He hasn't been able to play for two years. He was drafted two years ago. And now he's finally getting to play and coming back. They're going to have to figure out what to do with Nerland's Noel, who's been out forever and a day. They don't need him with, you know, Julia Okafor and Embiid. And, you know, maybe, they, maybe they're not going to be, like, in the, in the top three for draft picks this year. Maybe they're actually, maybe they're actually just, just going to do well enough to be, like, in the bottom half. So you don't think Jordy Nelson's going to do well against the um, front court of Philly? <laughs> Jordy Nelson, I've never heard of him. <laughs> did they did they bring him up from the D League? Did they call him up from the D League this week or something? Yeah, yes, he plays for the Green Bay D League team. There's not a team in Green Bay. <laughs> Tell them that. Oh my gosh, there's not a team. 
Well, I half agree with you, Amy. Yeah. There's not a defense in Green Yeah, Bay. there's no defense there. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, if, right. if there's no defense, then they're not going to play very well against Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Amy. In Game 2, the Dapper Donalds taking on Shoreline Taproom. Again, two of the higher scoring teams in the league. Uh, but this time, I'm once again just focused on matchups because the both these lineups have many stars. I want I think to Rawls, see this game be played. Right? I mean, the, the, I think Rawls uh, at Tampa, given the injuries that they've had in the Seattle backfield, he's going to get a, obviously the lion's share of carries there. He's going to be a focus of that offense, and he's going to put up probably more than that 17.4 they're predicting. And uh, Miller in Houston uh, taking on San Diego, that's always a favorable matchup for running backs. Uh, but as much as I like those matchups and the Amari Cooper for the tap room, I'm looking over to Dapper Donald, and it starts at the top. Home Drew Brees, yep. taking on the Rams. Yep. 22-4 sounds like a floor to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Le'Veon Bell at Indy, yeah. 27-4 sounds like a floor to me. Yeah. Uh, these guys are going to put up some big points, and I think Fitzgerald is going to be the difference in the game. Larry uh, Legend. Don't you think Larry Bird is a little bit old to be a difference <sighs> maker on any team? I mean, his work with the Pacers... It's starting to get kind of questionable because the Pacers are doing pretty bad right now. I mean, they've got Paul George, but... Uh, I I guess, Dean, you were right. That name is taken. Finally, somebody understands who Larry Legend is. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, he could probably still sink a couple three-pointers, but... Man, I don't know if he gets on the court anymore. That's a penalty these days in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) could probably wave the towel pretty well though he was always good at that i don't think he's gonna root for pittsburgh i i don't know i don't know how i don't know how well he could run in in cleats <laughs> the aforementioned hashtag, cleat foot, cleat cleat foot. foot. <laughs> all right thanks thanks amy um dean you were Anytime. saying Overall, though, uh, whether it's Larry Bird or Larry Fitzgerald, uh, they're going to catch a lot of passes down the middle of that secondary against Atlanta. And despite, like I said, the, the what I think are favorable matchups for Cooper and Miller, I think the Dapper Donalds are going to win a close one. Miller not playing. Lamar? No, I'm thinking of Zach Miller. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Zach... Good point, though. Zach Miller does need to come out for the tap room. That's you know here as of Tuesday showing that twenty-one point line. But when uh, he swaps out the tight end, that should uh, that should tighten up. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um, I, I have to go with the Donalds, um, and I think it does come down to just the matchups for the top five positions. Um, Dallas's defense is playing far better. They are playing at home. But, man, Washington and Dallas is going to be a grudge match, and I really think the tight end play is going to be the difference. You already talked about it um, with regards to Dallas's tight end. But here we got Davis. Um, I think he's going to get a lot more than the 5.5 is predicted. And I think the Donalds are going to get the, get the win. All right, and Game 3, New York Friend Dogs taking on totally radical Islam. Okay, well, as I'm starting to analyze this one, you know, I am a big car fan for Oakland. Taken on Carolina, I think that defense has gotten better, and Eli Manning gets that tasty matchup at Cleveland. Mm. Uh, so this quarterback matchup is going to be a lot closer than it normally would be otherwise, because I think Carr's been a fantasy darling this year, and Eli's been up and down. For the rest of the lineup, though, is McCoy healthy? I know he's got the thumb injury. Uh, if he's not playing for the Islam, that's going to be a big hole in their lineup, because he's already going to be without A.J. Green. Last I heard, he needed surgery to relocate his thumb. Now, <laughs> yeah, so there's one thing. 
The other thing that I heard is he will not miss any time. It's his left thumb. I guess he is a runner uses his left hand very sparingly only when he runs to the left you know to kind of put the ball on his outside on his outside hand but from what i've from what i've read he's going to be a go he's going to play and they are playing jacksonville well that that's why i think this is a huge key because i'm looking down the radical islam roster green's got to go to the bench aj green because he's got the injury yeah. so one of these wideouts and he's got good wideouts on the bench between uh brandon cooks in new orleans the matthews brothers uh philly <laughs> Uh, one of the Matthews brothers, white out. No, right. I, I don't know if Ryan Matthews is going to be available. Yeah, I don't so, know. He, had, yeah, that's a good question. And Reggie Bush is really not anything you want to no. have to bring in off the bench. No, so, he'll he'll make uh, a catch or two. Um, he's really been pretty good out of the backfield. He is not a starting running back anymore. So without McCoy and without Green, this matchup tightens up quite a well, bit. Well, I do now think McCoy is going to play. All right. Well, that's and I think that's really the key to the whole game. And so again, having to predict on Tuesday, we have to assume he's going to play because that is the early word. On the Fran dog side, uh, Brandon Marshall on the bench against New England. That's an interesting. Again, we're early. Well, that's an interesting decision. I mean, he was on the bye. True. So I I think he probably gets back in there. Uh, Richard Jennings maybe gets a little bit of play over like an Alfred Morris type. Yeah. So I think the Fran Dogs could really strengthen their lineup if they uh, get out here and make some substitutions. Uh, Booker, again, is a nice uh, running back to have, but that Casey matchup's a tough one. Ooh. So uh, he may not be even as good as the 14.7 they're predicting him for. Uh, the guy I'd love to see in Fran Dogs lineup, and you know I like him, Devontae Parker. Taking on <laughs> San Fran. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who you sit for that one. Could be Wallace, uh, could be Hearns, but I think Fran Dogs has the components here to pull off an upset over the Islam, and I'm actually going to pick them. So let's go, Fran Dogs. Wow, I'm going to pick the Islam, um, even though it is Eli Manning going to the Juicy Cleveland. Um, I am not <laughs> going to say that it's Randall Cobb. Um, that's going to make a difference this time. I think I've said that like five times, and I'm just not going to do it. Um, I think AJ, AJ Green gets put out, but Cooks. At home against L.A. Shepard is going to take points away from Eli Manning if he goes that way. I would put in Shepard instead of A.J. Green um, because Shepard has seemed to become the go-to for Eli. Um, you know, with, with Cruz not in there, and I have a feeling that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to get double-teamed, maybe even triple-teamed. He's not going to be able to get off the line. Um, Cleveland's defense is not great, but what they do do is give up a big play to a player every week, and I think yeah. it's going to be Shepard. <laughs> ah. So, you know, I, I just think Cleveland just doesn't have what it takes on defense. Well, Cleveland is a very good defensive team. I mean, oh. I remember, well, remember that big block that they had on Steph Curry at the, uh. in, the last, in the last couple plays of, of Game 7? That big block on Curry that re- that really changed the momentum that swung it Cleveland's way, and they that, won. They it, won the championship. I, despite Amy's um, great Cleveland defense talk, well, maybe that makes my choice easier uh, to pick Ken's team instead of Andrew's team because Eli's going up against that stout Cleveland defense. <laughs> Um, in our fourth game, a very close prediction right here, Paulie. The Music Marauders predicted to put up 96 despite a goose egg from Robert Woods. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Woods. Sorry. Yep. Looking, looking across the line, I'm like, wait, William says 6'3". Uh, Dixie Landing's Alligators predicted to put up 95. So right now, you guys are predicted to spread one point. Uh, of course, he still has some very key players like Julio Jones on his bench. And I do as well. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I am going to put in a Nunawa because Woods looks like he has a sprained MCL and will not be playing. So that's going to boost both you guys up. Uh, the big hole I'm seeing on the, the alligator side is he needs to fill in a decent running back. I've uh, needed that not, all year. <laughs> and you've needed it all year, but you have Riddick. And I think Riddick, uh, again, tough matchup against Minnesota, but at least you have a starting running back on the roster. And Detroit plays well on Thanksgiving. So I'm looking down the, uh, you know, his roster, and right now the running back spot is very, very thin. So that could be the key in the game. However, you have Aaron Rodgers going up against that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Philly defense. Mm-hmm. You're going to stick with Tyrod against Jacksonville? That's a nice matchup. Well, I'm not going to go with Blake Bortles against Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say you got the other side of that with Bortles and Buffalo. But garbage time Bortles may outscore Taylor. But... Not in Buffalo in the winter. Are you predicting snow for Sunday? Uh, it's not going to be snowy. It might rain and be like 40 degrees. <laughs> Think about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Get that Buffalo backup running back and put him in your lineup. Right. Was it Gillespie? No, Gillisley. No, Gillisley? no. I'm still. Ga- I'm, a, I'm still going to go with Riddick in the carpet. I'm. I'm predicting Gillisley to score more than twelve this week. What I do? Uh, he's not on either of these rosters. <laughs> no, he's not. He's actually picked up by somebody else. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as I'm looking matchups that favor the Alligators, obviously I like the Rogers one. Uh, Landry, San Fran. Yeah, Landry's just—he's not a big, doesn't seem to be a big catch guy this year, but he could be a big yards guy. Uh, a healthier Delaney Walker, I think, could make a difference at tight end, and Coleman, I think, will will do well against the Giants D. However, as I match that up against your Marauders, I do like Riddick and the backfield pretty much against anything the Alligators are plugging in. But even against Minnesota, I think Riddick will get his. Edelman at the Jets. Edelman is going to crush the Jets. He eats, and I don't understand why the Jets can shut down everybody. They can't cover him. Except Julian Edelman. He will be eight plus catches. He will get in the end zone. He will crush that 15.3. The other player the Jets have proven that they can't stop is Sammy Watkins, who right now is not even practicing. So he's going to be on my bench. They have stopped him all year. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's just weird how the Jets secondary plays extremely well, except against like three players. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It is. So the key to the game, and the reason I am going to pick you for what I guess would be considered an upset victory, is I think Austin is going to do well at New Orleans. Yeah. And I think the 10.2 they're predicting him is very light. And so by subbing out Woods for an actual functioning receiver <laughs> and the big games I'm expecting from Edelman and Austin, I am going to pick you, Polly, to come up with a victory. Well, thank you. I'm also going to pick myself. I am going to put Inunua in. Um I just didn't get a chance to do it before we uh, recorded this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think actually Edelman at 15-3 might be very light. Um, he may get double-digit catches against the Jets. I don't know what it is against the Jets, but Edelman and Brady, they just seem to click. Um, and I'm very Buffalo-heavy, of course. Most of those came after the draft as my players started to drop like flies. Um, but uh, Tyrod against the Jacksonville defense, Jack- Jacksonville's defense doesn't scare anyone. And they are at home. They are going to have some weather. I think Tyrod will rush for for uh, for more than 50 yards. And I think the Buffalo defense will get some turnovers against Jacksonville. 
Blake Bortles seems to be incredibly giving um, of the football until the fourth quarter when it's garbage time. But that's fine. I don't care. So I'm going to go with me. The yards are yards. doesn't matter when you get them in fantasy. That's right. All right, and our fifth game, Make It Pink, taken on the Monkey. This is a close one, uh, and the website's predicting a 2.4 point spread. <laughs> it's hard to say. Um, and it starts at the top, and I love both these quarterbacks this week. Uh, Dak Prescott, actually, the Washington matchup is a tough one. That is. But it's on Thanksgiving, it's at home, and it's basically the mistake-free Dak Prescott of 2016. And it's, you know, it's much like we talked about a couple weeks ago. It doesn't matter how you got the guy, where you drafted him, et cetera, et cetera. At this point for Dallas, it doesn't matter that he was a fourth round rookie this year. He is an NFL quarterback through and through, and he is performing. And I expect him to do very well under the uh, spotlight of Thanksgiving Day. Um, But when you have Mariota and he's going at Chicago, uh, that's a wash, if not a plus on the make it pink side. I'm not even going to talk about Hopkins. Can we just get past (laughs) Yes. Guy breaks my heart. Uh, the the highlight, uh, the, the star studdedness uh, of these lineups at quarterback and at tight end, where Jimmy Graham and Reed are both it's going to have huge, huge performances. Reed is actually predicted for seventeen four against Dallas. That's, that, that, that's a that's a big prediction for a tight end. Huge. Um, whereas Graham, uh, you know, a much more modest thirteen one. I think he'll actually surpass that. And as I move down the lineup even further, uh, that first flex spot. Looks like it would hugely favor Zeke Elliott with 20.3 on the prediction against Washington. But don't sleep on uh, Hill, Jeremy Hill for Cincinnati. Uh, Gio Bernard is out for the season. A.J. Green is out for the season, basically. Uh, They're going to still put up offense in Cincinnati, and and they have to get it somewhere, and I think Hill is going to far surpass the 12.2 they're predicting. It's going to be Hill and Eifert. Yeah, so that could be a wash, actually, at the first flex position. So this whole matchup probably comes down to what they can do at the receiver spot. And for me, looking at Hopkins and Baldwin against Benjamin and Aiken, uh, I normally would have said Monkey has the distinct advantage with the two superstars. Uh, At least he has Baldwin. (laughs) Baldwin is still playing like a superstar. Hopkins, if you can't do it at San Diego, you're you're going on my dead list. (laughs) So this is a drop dead date for Hopkins. He will put up a big saying that for weeks. This is the week. Uh, either way, I think the advantage is for the monkey at the wideout spot and thus for the monkey in the game, and so I will take the monkey. Wow, I'm going to take Make It Pink. Um, I was actually wondering if you were going to comment at all about Ingram because you see every week you say he's not going to have a good week. Every week. I don't know if you notice that you say it. but You, I, you know, because <laughs> he splits carries with Hightower. Uh, New Orleans is just sort of... Uh, it's home New Orleans against LA. Yeah, home... It's the up and down New Orleans. It's the splitting the carries and the fact that his first name is Meh. <laughs> right? It's Meh nice. Ingram? <laughs> no. Mark, but that's close oh, enough. Oh, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna, I believe in Kristen. I think Kristen takes Monkey down a peg. And, uh, and I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I actually think Washington wins this game against Dallas. Which, which, which honestly is going to be a huge upset. Which I don't think... Well, and I think what it's going to do, I think teams have tried to stop Elliott and Prescott is to pick them apart. I think Washington's game plan is going to be different. I think they're going to try and stop Prescott and dare them to run on them. And I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to be up to the task. But, um, yeah, I, I really I don't understand why you don't like the matchup of L.A. going to New Orleans. Well, listen, if you... <sighs> Uh, 
Just the Clippers. They just make me sigh so much. <laughs> Flop City. Flopping like fish in the gullet of a pelican. Come on. <laughs> Are you talking about the New Orleans Pelicans? What do you think I'm talking about? It's the only Pelicans in the NBA. Oh. Who would I do be you talking think about? Did the Navy deliver help? No, not yet. I mean, Drew Holiday is back and he's helped him and I, I think they won one or two games. But... Oh. I mean, it's still it's still rough. It's still rough waters. We need the Navy to steal the water. We <laughs> need help. Okay. Ugh. I guess. Just, the Clippers are just going to make it worse. I mean, <sighs> they, they don't need to be annoyed on top of in trouble. Sturdy Blake Griffin. Ugh. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't with the Clippers. Constantly complaining flopping around everywhere they they never commit a foul they never do anything wrong the complaining the whining the flopping thank you amy um yeah i'm still Anytime. going with the pink great all right and potentially the highest scoring game of the week the cruisers projected for a 136 total taking on the snuggly ducklings at 125 yeah this is just crazy just looking at these offensive players and who they're playing against yeah, and you're the one who says it all the time, like, you wish you could see this game. Oh, man. This this is one of those. I mean, the, the, the star-studdedness is there. And, you know, Cruisers are down a little bit with Jeffrey on the uh, four-week suspension sitting on the bench. Macklin's not playing right now. Uh, but he's still rolling out really strong uh, wide receiver and flex players with Beckham Jr. So we have the, the Thursday game, Washington at Dallas, and Cruisers are lining up both of the Washington receivers, Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Very good. And... <laughs> You know, I don't know if Kirk Cousins has another 350 in him this week, mm. and that's what it's going to take to really feed Reed and Jackson and Garcon. So I think the Cruisers, while it is probably the best lineup they can put out there with their line, you know, their roster the way it is right now with those injuries, um, they might have a little bit of trouble putting up the combined you know 27, 28 points the website's predicting for those two. I do like uh, Hyde if he's healthy at, at Miami, although Miami yeah. has been playing much better lately. Yeah, uh, Beckham. Yeah, Beckham Jr. I think is due. He's he's had three bad weeks in the last four. Yeah, Shepard's gotten the lion's share of the catches in those weeks. Yeah, and he can get healthy in a uh, quick way at Cleveland. It's Cleveland. <laughs> and uh, Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. He's still a top three quarterback in fantasy, although Cam Newton on the other side is someone that can balance that out. Now, as we move down the lineup, the reason I'm going to go, and I'll tell you ahead of time, I'm going to go with the Ducklings, is the DeMarco Murray matchup. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how they're predicting Melvin Gordon at Houston to outscore Murray at Chicago. I don't either. I mean, I just don't see Chicago's that. De- uh, Chicago's defense loses a starter seemingly every week. Yeah, I mean that's that's to me is going to be a very uh, you know very big performance for Murray, and I think he's going to help balance the lineup. Yeah, the one spot in in the uh, Ducklings lineup that I'm a little bit skeptical of, and I'm not sure if there's really a, a reasonable replacement, is that second flex spot. I like Snead in the first flex spot. But Sproles against Green Bay, I have a hard time relying on running backs whose main function is catching the ball. Yeah. Uh, because it, to me, they have low floors and relatively low ceilings. Uh, they're going to predict him for 13.9. If he approaches that, I think the Ducklings will get the win. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, mostly because, again, it's that Green Bay lack of defense that he's facing. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I I keep waffling on this particular game. And... I'm looking squarely at if Olsen does well, it's because Cam Newton is giving him the ball. 
Um, so there's going to be a little bit of point, you know, point takeaway from Cam Newton because it, those those matchups always favor the receiver. Um, so that's going to be there. Uh, Matt Ryan playing Arizona. Arizona's defense is playing a little better, but they're not great. But you know, to your point. Uh, he's not been playing like Matt Ryan from weeks, what, three through eight, three through nine. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., I, I think Shepard might have passed him as the number one go-to. I said that in the earlier game. Um, so I, I'm not sure if he's even going to get the 18-7. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to talk myself into picking Scott's Cruisers, but I keep going back. I think the Snuggly Ducklings pulled this out. All right, and then in our last matchup, Project Badass taking on the Norwegian Oil Rigs. Um, right away, you know, the website has this monstrous 26-point line. Uh, so i got to take a peek early at the Badass bench because he still has Procise in at the running back spot. Yep. And as I peek down on the bench... He's got a big one. Big decision to make, rather. Yes, yeah, I, I, I was looking for a big running back name. I'm not seeing it. Nope, not, um, you not know a big what? running back game. Being a Jets fan, I wouldn't be afraid to start white. Or against the Jets. Or, or Lu- you think Lewis is the better choice? I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a problem. I wish one if if they could combine the two and guarantee one of the two is going to be the starter and the other one like will be in street clothes. Yeah, that's the guy I'd go with. <laughs> yeah, because I mean Blunt is clearly going to be the number one, and he's going to get the goal line touches and all of that stuff for right. for New England. Uh, the Jets run defense. Uh, I think there's a missing persons bullet out on it because I, I don't know where it's been. Um, it, uh, Rob Gronkowski still out for the badass, but um, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know which one you put in um, for the injured proceeds. Yeah, the Montgomery experiment in Green Bay is over. Mm. He's really not a functional running back. Asiata's a backup running back. He Washington scored yesterday or uh, scored on Sunday. Yeah, it was a cheesy score. Nice. <laughs> So at the quarterback spot is really badass's strength. He's got Roethlisberger at Indy. I like that matchup. But on you look on the other side, you got Tom Brady. Uh, going down the lineup, Murray, Latavius Murray, uh, Ty Hilton, Benjamin, Bennett, Gurley, Ajay with that Gurley. delicious matchup. Gurley, again, with the 14-point. Where? Where are they getting these numbers from? Well, it's at New Orleans. Still. It's, if he can't put up 14.5 at New Orleans, he might have just moved himself into you know, sort of flex spot backup running back material, which is a shame from where he was last year. Uh, but I'm going to go with the oil rigs really on the strength of obviously Brady, but also Murray and Ajay. I think the two of them are going to combine for at least 40. And that's really going to put the difference between them and the badass. Well, well, um, you know, it, it's tough to argue with those, um, you know, even finding some running back, some semblance of a running back. It's really tough. Um, to pick who who should go in there. I mean, I, I would lean towards the cheesy um, Asiata, but um, even that's, I mean, it's going to be less than 10 points. Um, right now, the line is predicted at 25.7. Um, what I can see, however, is that Crabtree have a bounce back game. He did not have a great game in Monday Night Football um, in Mexico. I don't know if it was the altitude. I don't know if, I don't know what, if it was the Mexican beer he was drinking. But, um, you know, I, I think Crabtree will come back and have a big game um, against Carolina. Uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, the other thing I can see is Minnesota's offense is so bad that the Lions' defense may score <laughs> better than some of the position players. Um, Roethlisberger's playing in Indianapolis. Uh, I have to pick against you because I'm trying to catch you, so I'm going to pick the badass. All right, well... Uh... 
come Thursday, we're going to have three games of action, which is always fun. And they're actually three really good games. So I know I will be watching and likely not tweeting on Thursday. <laughs> How about you, Polly? I will be probably doing neither. Yikes. Yeah. I will be enjoying our family, which I would like to thank Amy for joining us again. You're very welcome, and you know I have the right to be here, so um, I I could pop up at any time. You never know, so stay stay ready, stay vigilant. Amy, are you excited for the games on Thursday? I'm always excited for Thursday night NBA on TNT. I watch it no matter who's playing, no matter who it is. I know it's going to be good. Chuck, Kenny, Ernie, Shaq, love it. Oh, okay. Well, if, if you watch the NBA today, please um, use our hashtag Cleatfoot and um, also B-A-B-F-F-L, I guess. <laughs> thanks, Amy. All right. Well, thanks, Amy. Thanks, Paulie. Uh, good luck in week 12, and we'll check in with you next week. This has been The Good Stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon.